Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm a sovereign man. And I'm so brilliant. I got the south in my blood. And I'm gonna be here till I'm dead and well Yes, welcome back in to Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Go to hrnz.co.nz. There's no more staunch southern man than Nathan Williamson, who's kindly joined us on the phone. ahead of a pretty busy day for him at Ascot Park in Vicargill. Morning to you, Nathan. Morning, Greg. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, before we look at what is likely to unfold this afternoon at Ascot Park, I'd like to go back to Addington from Friday night. A couple of horses want to talk to you about Joe's Rock. I got an opportunity to talk to Brett Gray after the race, and he was absolutely delighted with the way she found the line third at Group 1 level, uh, justifying her coming to Addington again. And, and gee, she must have given you a good feel because she charged to the line. Yeah, she went a really good race, Greg. Um, yeah, from from the draw um, was obviously a little bit tricky. Um, you know, during the middle of the line there, we sort of ended up a fair way back, but um, got a lovely card into it. And no, she did. She gave us a great feel and finished it off real good. And no, thrilled that, um, you know, for Brett and the connections that she could get a Group 1 placing was, uh, you know, as you say, really justified bringing her north. And um, yeah, we'll uh, stick with it forever, obviously. Yeah, look, she'll go around in the Southern Bell series, I think, now, which uh, is so sought after down there in the south, and the way she's going, she's going to take all sorts of beating. Uh, the other one I wanted to touch on was Tact McLeod, who's unbeaten two from two. She's a sweet Lou, or he is rather, um, and was excellent winning uh, first up at Addington after that Winton win. Looks a horse with immense ability. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. He's got a big motor for sure. Um, not just the most tractable at this stage, which is probably why I had to drive him a little bit more aggressive than perhaps, you know, a horse having a second in a lifetime start you would want to. But he just, yeah, just was lugging around a little bit and he is definitely better at this stage, probably um, dictating and on the marker pegs. And, um, you know, obviously his motor um, is sort of what got him there on Friday night. But definitely a horse that's going to, I think, thrive and keep improving and, um yeah, no, it's exciting to see where he'll end up because he has got a, a big motor. Nathan, he took you to 999. Whilst I would love you to get uh, the 1,000 win at Addington, it's possibly going to be appropriate that today might be the day. Um, we talked a few months ago, and, and it seemed like it would take a wee while to get there, but, gee, you've got there quickly. <laughs> yeah, I've sort of just probably... Um, been able to drive a few nice horses like the Tat McLeods and things and sort of um yeah, no, things have things have um yeah, got there sort of quicker than I'd imagine. So no, look, um yeah, very excited for the day and yeah, it would be, as you mentioned, um, great if I could get it today. Obviously Invercargill's been probably my most successful track and one that um, you know, is um local to me and um, you know obviously it'd be special if the family and that could be here which they're going to be here today so it'd be lovely if we could get it today but um, you know I've, <laughs> yeah, I've been around long enough to know it might not happen but we'll just um, do our best and hopefully it works out. 
All right, your $2.20 favourite for the driver's challenge today. So the punters are thinking it could be today. Janaka's delight is bred to pace, but goes round and a trot the first and gave you a pretty good feel. She did last time, I'm sure, when she was fourth, a much improved effort for Brett Gray, and uh, you'd expect her to go a pretty good race today. Yeah, I think she's a pretty strong chance that she to kick the day off. She, um, yeah, been making mistakes, but she went back to the trials and had a couple of trials and um, got away safely, and I think they sort of got her confidence back, and she did trot pretty good the other day. I know um, Brett's still making a few wee gear tweaks just to try and, um, you know, have her spot on, but, um, yeah, if she could get get around that first bend safely, um, she actually begins quite quickly, and with a small front line, she could end up in front. If she ended up in front, she'd be... Um, the one to beat on picking. Sweet nothing, Sherwood, Maggie, Emerald, Abbey. If you had to select one of those, what's the best uh, out of races two, three, and four? Yeah, they're all much of a much. I mean, they're probably um, no superstars, but they're all probably in fields with, um, you know, where they've got a lot of mates, you know. So I'd say um, probably Sherwood, Maggie, drawn twos probably looks the one that if, yeah, out of those three that could um, put her hand up if she got a nice run. Smart I Am looks a chance in race number five from a handy draw, currently $5. Drive that one for Brent Shirley and a couple of placings in its last three starts when you've been on, so should be competitive there. want to talk to you about Ultimate Challenge, though. The filly by Better's Delight out of Ultimate Reality, beautifully bred, excellent win first up. That was back in October. Obviously, you felt uh, she needed a little bit of time. I've seen her trials, and she was hard-held and behind them at her most recent one. That's right. She's had three trials back, and um, she's pleased me in all of them. Um, yeah, we just felt that we'd, you know, try and set her for the South and Oaks and, um, you know, go through that program. So she needed to have a wee break um, somewhere along the line. So that's what she's had. And, um, no, she's coming up well. I'm happy with her. So, um, look, she strikes a nice wee field, and, you know, there's a quality group of fillies there, some of which are sort of more or less untapped. So it'll be interesting just to see, um, you know, the pecking order of them all but um, no, I'd like to think she's in there with a good chance she's very well but um, as I say the, the idea is to have her sort of building and um, you know having a tilt at the Oaks so um, South and Oaks so it's still a few months away so she will improve I know you drive what a razzle dazzle in race number nine but you're two runners from your barn onwards and upwards in the seventh and hanging with Hector in the last I want your comments on those two they both look good chances yeah, onwards and upwards probably looks the one to beat in her field, although, you know, she is drawn wide out, which um, won't won't be a real help. But, um, yeah, she she has sort of, um, you know, raced this similar group of fillies and, and sort of, you know, she's been beaten but by, by a couple of nice ones in her last two starts. So I'm picking if she just gets um, a little bit of luck, um, she'd be really, really hard to beat. And um, hanging with Hector, yeah, he was sort of been building... All the time, he's he's a wee grouse doing wee fella, and it's taken him a couple of runs to sort of sharpen up. But last start, he was really good. He'd be driven the same. He he can't do a lot of work in the running, but um, yeah, I'd like to think he could, um, you know, attack the line pretty good. So they're both each way chances. I'd have to lean towards onwards and upwards as a stronger chance though. All right. If there was one for the day that got you to be the twenty seventh driver to get to a thousand wins, what for the SENZ listeners would you suggest they have a punt on? Well, if you're going to have a punt, I'd suggest probably Janaka's Delight in the first ones. Probably be paying the best coin in, out of, um, you know, between her and the three runners of mine. So I'd say Janaka's Delight um, could be the one to have a punt on. But in saying that, it'd be lovely to get it in my own, on my own colours if, if I was to be um, so lucky as to choose which one to get it on. But um, look, as you know, 
Greg will just um, take it as it comes, and yeah, no, I'll be thrilled thrilled on any one of them to get it. All right, congratulations on uh, what's happened so far. We look forward to today, and thanks so much for your time. No, I very much appreciate it. Cheers, Greg. All right, that's Nathan Williamson. We move from him to another star driver on the harness racing landscape. His name is Tim Williams. Morning to you, Tim. Hey, Greg. How are we? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm very well, and you've had a pretty busy week, my friend, across to New South Wales, a couple of victories there, BD Joe and Carlua flyby, and talking to you on Friday night, um, yeah, you couldn't have been more happy with how they adapted to the Menangle style of racing and the way you did, to be fair. Yeah, really pleased with both of them. Greg, obviously, it was a uh, first run back for both of them, and uh, just the way they handled themselves, uh, and how they, how they pulled up through the run was uh, super. So, yeah, they got some bigger assignments uh, coming forward in the next few weeks. It's obviously going to get a little bit harder from here on in, but, uh, you know, they'll definitely tighten up off what they did the other night. All right, let's talk about your chances at Methven today. Beautiful day in Canterbury, so looking forward to getting to the wide-open spaces of the Mount Harding. Early on, you drive a, a longer chance, Heaven in race number three, and Luster and Moore for Ivan Court in the next race. You've got to win with him on Friday night with his uh, very good mare in Silk. Uh, what chances those two outside, I, I guess, Heaven, but uh, Luster and Moore wouldn't be the worst. No, no, I think probably put a line through heaven first start. He, he made an uncharacteristic mistake at the start. He, he's usually pretty reliable. And you know, I thought, obviously, Regan's one looks the one to beat on paper. And I thought the rest of them were pretty even lot. So, you know, I thought if uh, heaven could run in four, yeah, he's done well. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a maiden for, for too long. His trial form hasn't been the worst. And, you know, he's a little bit of a progressive type. And, and that sort of races, he's probably one you can follow. And, uh, like I say, Ivan's one was good that Nelson and, and comes up with a handy draw so it's got an, an each way chance again in what, what looks a pretty even field on paper obviously um, you know, Sam Motley in the one looks one to beat Alright Mawanga of course in race number three shortest price favourite there today at $1.45 Slaunches long needs to step and if uh, it does it can get some money but roll your own I want to talk to you about in race number eight just going super at the moment beaten by Celtic Spirit last time as one at Methven so must be a good chance and what is a deep sort of a race which is the uh, Garrard's Horse and Hound Horrata Cup today. Yeah, lovely horse, Greg. Uh, you know, makes my life easier to drive. He, uh, he can follow great, great, great club and, you know, come off the, off the back. So, you know, he's got that sharp, sharp spin on him. But, uh, you know, it might be interesting for that. It's his first time um, standing start come race conditions and, you know, come up with a one-off 10 metres. He's, he's going to be down, tucked in on the fence. So, you know, provided he handles himself at the start, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be a little bit 50 50. I've, I've had a go on him at the trials from the stand. He, he's been okay once he hits his hobble, but you know, the first few strides will be the telling point there. But you know, if he goes away and, and gets a nice sort of run anywhere along the line, he'll be figuring in the finish. All right, even lot for the last three drives Arizona Wildcat, Illegal Alien, It's Magical Meg. For the SENZ listeners, what's the best chance of those three? I think probably it's Magical Megan. The last creek comes up with a handiest draw, and she's got a little bit of speed early. And you know, I couldn't fault her the times I've driven her. And you know, the, the second day at Blenheim, she came up with a car park draw and, and couldn't really get into it. So, you know, handiest draw today. She, you know, she should sit somewhere handy to pace, and you know, she has any luck in running. You know, she's definitely a chance. Tim, we appreciate your time today to talk about your drives here. Just a quick question on BD Joe. He has options over the next two weeks. Is he going to head to the Newcastle Mile on Friday night to take on Bondi Lockdown and a whole bunch of good Australian horses? Or does he wait a week 
and go to the preludes of the Miracle Mile at Menangle? Yeah, look, he's definitely going to go to Newcastle on Friday, so it's, uh, that's what you'll be seeing him next. And uh, more reports, talking to Mandy during the week, she's really happy with him. So, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, we'll press on to Newcastle and you know, hope for a nice draw. So that means you'll be at Newcastle? Yep, no, I'll be there Friday and uh, stay through, I think, the Oaks, Oaks Tech on Saturday. So that'll be, uh, it'll be me this weekend. Uh, I'll be over in Sydney. Good on you, mate. Thank you for your time and uh, good safe travels. Good luck over there in Australia. That's Tim Williams. So what we're talking about there is BD Joe, who Greg mentioned, uh, one last Saturday, so eight days ago at Menangle, 150.6. He'll go to Newcastle this week, take on Bondi Lockdown, who won very impressively last night. The reason all these good horses are going to Newcastle is the winner of the Newcastle Mile is automatically qualified for the Miracle Mile. The Miracle Mile is worth a million so it's the richest harness race in Australia for open horses. They do have, of course, a slot race, which um, is restricted to Australian horses worth more, and they have a slot race in Perth. But this is the race which you, you can just get into by winning your way into it. Now, that's on March the 4th. So BDJ, if he wins at Newcastle, gets in. Otherwise, uh, the winner of the Chariots of Fire, which is next Saturday, will get him. The Republican Party we will talk to Crandall Guinea later. He'll be there against Captain Ravishing. Or you have to go for the preludes. So, Greg, pretty exciting for them. I mean, Tim Williams has done a great job as a driver over here, but you always get the feeling with the drivers and the trainers, you need to expand into Australia to maximise your earning potential. And he's now, for the first time in his career, getting a chance to do that as our team Telfer Cullen. Um, and it's almost a new dawn for them, and, it, and it's a dawn that started very well. Yeah, exactly, and and the way BD Joe went the other night, sitting parked and fifty at uh, Manangles, no mean feet first up, and the Philly Kalua flyby was excellent, and even Ultra Wise guy who he obviously didn't drive uh, was unlucky just in behind them. So he's developed immensely over the last couple of years, Michael, with his driving and. It's almost, it's not a mirror of what Blair Orange did when he left the All-Stars and, and obviously went to, to Ken Barron's, but um, it's it's very, very similar. So they've had to go to the next level to prove themselves away from the All-Stars barn, and um, Tim's certainly done that. Sure has. So next week, New Zealand representation, rare to have New Zealand representation at Newcastle on Friday night and on Saturday night, the Chariots of Fire. The Rave Horse, Captain Ravishing, against one of the other Rave Horses, Catch a Wave, who was beaten last night, only ran fourth at Menangle. There were some people suggesting Catch a Wave could be, should be in the Hunter Cup in front of Old Town Road. Obviously, um, last night's performance would suggest that was just totally ridiculous. But sometimes when you go to Australia, they can only see one side of the Tasman. We're lucky here. We get to go to both. So we give you opinions from both sides.